0: night upon the sea, a ship was tossing to and fro. Breakers dashed on every hand, angry winds around it blow. All on board were filled with fright as the mighty billow. All upon the wall who the winds and waves control, when he reaches out his hand, billows seeks at his command, winds and waves obey his will. When he says to them, be still. What man is this they all did say? And the winds and seas obey. He's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea. Though the storms of life may rage Mighty pillows round you roll He can calm life's troubled sea As he did in days of old As upon life sea you say why don't you trust in Him who never fails? I'm so glad He sails with me. He's the master of the sea. When He reaches out His hand, Willow cease at His command waves obey his will, when he says to them, be still, what man is this they all did say? That the winds and seas obey, he's the one who sails with me. He's the master of the sea He's the one who sails with me He's the Master of the
1: Sea Appreciate That Brother West and uh Appreciate you uh, singing tonight, Master of the Sea, a good old Squire Parsons song there. And I and, uh, do appreciate you singing that. That was a great song tonight. And so take your Bible. I want you to turn to three passages with me tonight. I want you to look at three passages of Scripture. If you have your Bible, look up with me tonight. If you don't have a Bible and maybe you have an iPad, you can look there. Or maybe a smartphone or something else, please. If you're driving down the road, please just pay attention and listen to what the Word of God says tonight. Also let me just say one word our our plan is still to open this next Sunday with two morning services then Sunday night but that may be put on that may get put on hold we are waiting on something to be delivered that was supposed to be delivered Friday we've checked online to see the status of it and the status still says it was supposed to be delivered Friday it has a date of this past Friday but it says now it's in process and so I got to thinking about that today. So it may kind of change our plans a little bit. And that's one of the things we needed to have before we reopen. And so please watch for a notice on Facebook or something and uh, about this. And so I know it's a little bit confusing. We announced we'd open Sunday, but be in prayer about that. And uh, just pray that God will bless and this stuff will come in because uh, we're waiting on this to come and hopefully it'll get here and uh, we'll be able to open up and and go forward. So be in prayer about that. Uh, Take your Bible, again, tonight, Jeremiah chapter 33. Jeremiah 33 is where we're at tonight. That is where we're going to start. And uh, Jeremiah chapter 33, and uh, let me encourage you to look there tonight with me. And uh, Jeremiah 33, look down in verse 3, if you would, please. Jeremiah uh, 33 Look down to verse 3, and this will be the first verse we read tonight. Well, then we'll go to a couple others. Jeremiah 33 and verse 3 says, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Notice that verse. Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Now take your Bible, if you would, please, and turn to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7 in your Bible. Matthew chapter 7. I'll let you get there real quick. Matthew chapter 7 tonight. Matthew 7 get you to turn there, Matthew 7, and we're going to pick up reading in verse 7. So Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me, and I will answer thee, and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Then Matthew chapter 7 and verse 7. Matthew 7, verse 7. Notice what he says. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth it. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. Or what man is there of you, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Or if he asks a fish, will he give him a serpent? If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask of him? Again, Matthew 7, 7, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find knock, and it shall be opened unto you. So you have Jeremiah 33:3. Call unto me and answer, and I will answer thee and show thee great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Then you have Matthew 7:7. 7, 7, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And then verse 8: For everyone that asketh uh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be open. Now go to Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3 in your Bible. Ephesians chapter 3. Get you to look there. Ephesians chapter 3. We'll look at two verses there and point one out. Ephesians chapter 3, tonight, and verse 20. Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Now think about three passages of Scripture. Jeremiah 33, 3, Call unto me, and I will answer and show thee great and mighty things, which thou knowest not. Matthew 7, 7, Ask, and it shall be given you, knock, and ye shall find, Uh, uh, seek, and ye shall find, knock, and it shall be opened unto you. And then right here in verse 20, he says, Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight. I pray you'd help me to preach the word of God Father, you know the need of my heart tonight. You know the need of the hour. And I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would just work. I pray the Holy Spirit of God would move. And Father, I just pray that you would work in a mighty way tonight. And Father, bless now and open the windows of heaven, pour out your spirit, use me to preach. And Father, touch people tonight. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Now again, Jeremiah 33, 3, Matthew 7, 7. Ephesians 3.20, where he says, God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. Now, I shared those three verses several years ago in a men's prayer meeting. It was not here at Whitley. It was another church I pastored in another state. But I shared those verses that night in a men's prayer meeting. As we started praying that night, we got down on the pews, and we knelt down, and we started praying. And as we started praying, a question started running around in my mind. And uh, I, I know you're saying, well, bro, Scott, you should have had your mind on prayer. Well, it was on prayer, but at the same time, I started having something hit me. And and I don't know if y'all have ever had something hit you as you're supposed to, you're thinking about prayer, but something went through my mind. It started spinning around in my mind. And I've got to tell you that it really pricked my heart. It pricked my heart. And, and what it was was a question came up in my mind because I shared these three passages of Scripture with the men that night at men's prayer meeting, but then this question hit me. As I started to pray that night, as I was kneeling down there, and if you know anything about our men's prayer meeting, we break up into groups and we go one by one by one by one. So you have one man pray, another man pray, and another man pray. And it just depends on how many men you have there. And that's the way we do it. We go down the line. But I think it was as somebody else was praying, I started thinking, do I really believe what I just shared? In other words, do I really believe what I just read to the men in the Bible, the Word of God? Do I really believe that? Do I really believe it? And what hit me is, do I really believe what these verses say? Do I really believe that? And it hit me that night. And to be honest, it was kind of convicting, kind of convicting. And so let me ask you the question tonight. The same question I asked myself that night in that men's prayer meeting is, do you believe what we just read? Do you believe the verse there in Jeremiah 33, three, call unto me and I went, and say, show thee great and mighty things which "No, it's not. Do you believe where he says, ask and it shall be given you. Seek and ye shall find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. Do you believe those verses? Do you believe those words? And then do you believe the words found here in Ephesians chapter 3 and verse 20 where he says, now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. That God is able to do abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. Now let me ask you, do you believe that? Do you believe it? Now I got to be honest with you, most people listening to me like, you're going to say, yes, Brother Scott, I, I believe that. I believe God is able to do abundantly above all that we could ask or think. I do believe all these things. After all, the Bible says so, does it not? And then, you know, I, I thought about this. I thought about children's song we used to sing. I don't know how many of you all have ever sung this, but uh, when I when I was, uh, whoo, many moons ago, many years ago, when I was a teenager, I used to work in a little junior church, and we used to sing the song, He's Able. You know, y'all know the song, don't you? If you don't, he's able, he's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. He's able, he's able. I know he's able. I know my Lord is able to carry me through. He healed the brokenhearted and he set the captive free. He made the lame to walk again and he caused the blind to see. He's able... He's able, I know He's able, I know my Lord is able to carry me through. I mean, we sing those songs, we quote the verses, but note we've got to ask the question, but do we believe God is able to do this in response to prayer? All three passages that I read to you tonight we are, are talking about prayer. Especially Now, did you notice that even here, right here, this, 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 this verse about what God is able to do, where He said, Now unto Him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. Above all that we ask. Do we believe God is able to do great things? Do we believe God is able to do mighty things as a result or in response to prayer? Do we believe that? In other words, do we believe He's able to do great mighty things in response to our prayers, as Jeremiah 33 3 says? If so, i got to ask the question, where are the great things in our lives? Where are they at? Where are those great and mighty things? Where are those great moves of God? Where are those great results as a result of prayer? Where are those magnificent answers? Where are those mighty things that He talks about here in the Bible? Where are those things as a result of our prayer life tonight? We've got to ask that question: Where are those things in the Bible? We have example after example after example of people that prayed and God moved in a mighty way. There on the day of Pentecost, as a result of prayer, the Spirit came down. They spoke in tongues. Peter preached. Three thousand got saved. You go in Acts chapter three. They go to the the temple at the hour of prayer during the time when they were going to pray. And what happened? They healed a man, and four or five thousand more. four thousand, I think it was four thousand more got saved there. And in Acts chapter four, then you go over to Acts chapter four again, and they had been persecuted and they prayed and the spirit of God came down and they were filled with the Holy Ghost. You go to the book of James and James chapter five, verse 17 and 18 uses the example of Elijah from back in first Kings chapter 18. And there he said, Elijah prayed that it would not rain. And guess what? It didn't rain. Then he said, and Elijah prayed again. That it would rain, and guess what happened? The heavens gave forth, and it rained, my friend. It rained. Where are those kind of answers to prayer today? Where are they? Why do we not see these great moves of God as a result of prayer? Huh? Why do we not see those? Why do we not see them? Why not? Now, i got to be honest with you tonight. We can list several reasons. I put some things down. Why don't we see those kind of answers to prayer tonight? Why don't we see God move in a mighty way like that today? Why don't we see God's hand working mightily and in the, in the, in the gospel of Christ making a great impact? Why don't we see that? I put down some things. Number one, and by the way, I'm going to give you four introductory points and I'm going to hit my main point and I'm going to be done. Number one, why don't we see God move as a result of prayer? Number one, we don't pray. We don't pray. Folks, let's be honest about it. We talk about prayer a lot, but how many of us actually pray? How many of us actually pray? We talk about how it's great to have prayer meetings, but how many actually show up for a prayer meeting? Several years ago, we decided to have a revival here, and I do believe it was our first revival that we were going to have here as a result. Uh, you know, when I became pastor, church was very small, and and in fact, the Sunday before I became pastor, church had four. That's how many it it had had. the Sunday before they had four, and they were running a little bit less than 10. And and, uh, God has been good to us over the years. We've gone up, down a little bit, heading back up again, and thank God for that. But we decided to have our first revival meeting one summer. We decided to have a prayer meeting. I'll never forget we said we were going to have a prayer meeting. We were going to ask men and women to come. I'll never forget we said we were going to have an honest prayer meeting for so many weeks in a row. And, you know, we had very little show up. Very little show up. Where is prayer today? Folks, one of the problems we have is we don't pray. James chapter 4 and verse 2 says you have not because you ask not. You don't pray. I put down a second thing tonight. Why don't we see God answer prayer in a great way like this today? Why don't we see these great moves of God? Not only is the fact we don't pray, number two, we're not faithful to pray. Yes, we may throw up a little prayer here and there, but folks, let's be honest about it. We need to be faithful in prayer. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 17 says, pray without ceasing. I know somebody says, well, that means always being a spirit of prayer. I got a news for you. I don't think that's what it means. You know what I think the idea behind that is? You and I ought to be faithful to pray. We ought to be faithful to pray. You go to Acts chapter 3, the early disciples were still going to prayer at the hour of prayer in the temple in Acts chapter 3. You know what that means? They were faithful to pray, folks. They prayed. When there was a problem, they prayed. They prayed regularly when there wasn't a problem. And guess what? God moved in a great way because they were faithful to pray. And folks, you and I need to be faithful to pray. Let me tell you, I think there ought to be a time when you get alone every day and open your Bible, read it, and pray. Every day, open your Bible and pray. Either on your lunch break at work or when you get home or early in the morning before anything else happens, you ought to set a time where you get in your Bible and you pray. You say, oh, Brother Scott, you know, I got other things I need to do. Yeah, you need to watch TV, you need to do this, do that, whatever. Let me tell you, some, maybe sometimes we need to turn that TV off and read the Bible and pray, right? You know, maybe it's time we get up a little bit early and read the Bible. Maybe during lunch break we go out to our truck or out to our car or go get alone and pray, you know? Folks, we need that time of praying. Let's be faithful to pray. And then when the church prays together, be faithful to be there and pray as a church family. You know, one of the reasons churches are so powerless today is because they're prayerless. Prayerlessness equals powerlessness. Think about it. Powerlessness. So, number one, we don't pray. Number two, we're not faithful to pray. Number three, we pray with the wrong motives. We pray with the wrong motives. James four three says you have. Uh, James four two says you have not because you ask not. And then James four three talks about why God doesn't answer prayer because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. You say, what do you mean by that, Brother Scott? What I mean by that is you pray with the wrong motive in mind. With the wrong motive. Why do you pray? What does your prayer list look like? Let's be honest. I heard a song several years ago, and I hope it was a parody, and it was talking about my shopping list, and it was how we pray today, and our prayer list is more like a shopping list than it is a time to get a hold of God and pray for others and pray for God's move and pray for Him to work. Let's be honest. Much of our prayer today is self-centered, is it not? Where it ought to be centered on the will of God. First John chapter five, verse fourteen and fifteen states, "If you ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that he, we have, and and we know that if He hear us, we have the petitions that we have desired of Him." Folks, think about it. The will of God. What did He say in the Lord's Prayer? Not my. What did He say? The, he said, "Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be Thy name. Thy kingdom come." thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven praying for god's will to be done instead of always worried about our desires our selfish desires you know lord give me a 10 million dollars lord give me a brand new car you know you may not need a brand new car you may need a good used car you know you may need hey if you can afford a brand new car god bless you but folks let me tell you something you ought to pray about things and ask god to lead you and say lord your will be done, like Jesus did in the Garden of Gethsemane. Aren't you glad Jesus said, Thy will be done? You know why? Because in the garden, Jesus was saying, If there's any other way this can be done except the cross, let's do it. But he said, Father, not my will, but thine be done. It was the Father's will, He go to the cross, and He did the will of God so you and I could be saved. Man, what an example for us. Then I put down a fourth thing. Why don't we see answers to prayer like we see throughout Scripture and like we've seen in history? We don't pray. We're not faithful. We don't pray or we pray with the wrong motive. What about personal sin? Isaiah 60, I mean, Psalm sixty-six, eighteen 18 says, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. I wonder if one of the reasons that we don't see God move and God work as a result of prayer is maybe we've got sin in our life that needs to be confessed and forsaken, repented of. You know what the best part about that is? He said in 1 John 1, 9, if we confess our sin, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Did you get that? Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And folks, it could be that there's something there that's hindering you from seeing God work in your life. I don't know about you, but once in a while, um, I'll go to put something up and it requires an extension cord. And I don't know about you, but have you ever noticed whenever you put an extension cord away, when you get it back out, it's always tied in knots? Have you all figured that out? It's always tied in knots, and you got to spend time unraveling it and things like that. Why? Because if you leave it tied in in knots, it won't reach the plug from where you need it to go, right? So you got to spend time getting the knots out. That's what sin does. It's like the knots in your extension cord that keep you from getting to the power source. You and I need to understand that. So I can list even more reasons, but tonight those are the reasons I listed. Those four things real quick. We don't pray. We're not faithful to pray. We pray with the wrong motive, personal sin. But I think there's another thing tonight. If we want to see God work, if we want to see God do great mighty things, if we really want to pray and know that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, we've got to go back to our original question tonight. Do we believe He can and will. Did you catch that? Do we believe He can and will? Think about that for a minute. Do we believe God will answer us? And do we believe God can answer us and do great and mighty things which thou knowest not as a result of prayer? I want you to think about this. How often do we pray and then get up and say, man, that was no use, so there's no hope for that person. Man, I can't tell you how, and I had to catch myself on this, and I've shared it with our church family, and if you're part of our church family, you've heard me say this before, and God bless you, uh, but i got to tell you, I had to catch myself on this a few years ago. It's been about 15, 16, 17 years ago I had to catch myself. I went into a hospital room one day and prayed for a guy, I walked out, looked at the other guys with, and it was like, man, there is no hope there. You know what I did? I just negated the prayer I prayed in that room for healing. I just negated it. So I had to start watching myself. I had to start watching myself, so that when I walk out of a hospital room where it looks tough, I got to make sure I keep faith that God is going to answer the prayer I just prayed next to the bed side of the one. I'll never forget one night a fellow and I went to the hospital, and the family looked at me and they said, "Brother Scott." And this was a family that the the son and 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 and. uh it was actually the son and daughter went to our church, but the mom and dad did not and and went to the hospital and they said, Would you pray about this one thing tonight? If this doesn't change tonight, there's going to be problems. And they said, Would you pray that it changes tonight? So you know what we did? We right there in the hospital room, we prayed. We got a call the next day. They said it after we left, later on that night, the situation cleared up and everything was good. Folks, kind of tell you something it takes faith. What would have happened if I'd have walked out of that hospital room and said, "There's no hope." No, we left believing that God was going to do something there. Does that, you know? And that goes back to the will of God. We got to pray in God's will, but we also have to have faith. Again, how often do we pray and then get up and say, "There's no, no, no use or no hope, folks?" Can I tell you something tonight? I think the biggest problem when it comes to prayer is unbelief, unbelief, lack of faith. You know, I was thinking about Matthew tonight. And I was thinking about, I, I read the verse in Matthew chapter 7. and But you know, there's another passage in Matthew that is very strong. It talks about this. And you say, what passage is that? It's Matthew chapter 13, verse 54. Matthew 13 and verse 54. Jesus goes back to His hometown where He grew up. And in Matthew 13 and verse 54, He said these words. Now, i got to get to Matthew. It helped me. I was in Mark. Matthew 13 and verse 54. He said these words, the Bible says these words, and when he was coming to his own country, he taught them in their synagogue insomuch that they were astonished and said, Whence hath this man this wisdom and these mighty works? Is not this the carpenter's son? Is not his mother called Mary and his brethren James and Joseph and Simon and Judas and his sisters? Are they not all with us? Whence then hath this man these things? Now notice this. They didn't believe in Jesus. And folks, one of the things you and I need to be cautious of today, there are people that are trying to doubt, cause us to doubt who Jesus is. But look at verse 57. And they were offended in Him, but Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, save in his own country and his own house. But then listen to verse 58. And he did not many mighty works there because of their what? Unbelief. He did not many mighty works there because of their unbelief. I wonder if the, one of the reasons we don't see God answer prayers the way we that the, the way we ought is because of our unbelief. Can this be true of us? Unbelief. Do we pray in faith? Do we do that? I think about Matthew chapter 21. He talks about praying in faith there. Matthew 21. Matthew 21 and verse. Eighteen. Matthew twenty-one and verse eighteen. Well, if I can get there. Matthew twenty-one, verse eighteen. Now in the morning, as he returned in the city, he hungered. When he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only. And he said unto it. Let no fruit go on thee henceforth forever, and presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? But Jesus said unto them, Listen to this. But Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done unto this fig tree, but also ye shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and it shall be done. Then verse 22. And all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Did you catch that? What things ye ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. Parallel passage is found in Mark 11. And in Mark 11 and verse 22, Jesus said, have faith in God. Then he came down to verse 24 It says, Therefore I say unto you, what things soever ye desire, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them, and ye shall have them. Faith, belief, in prayer, believing in his heart, the Bible says. We say it, I believe, but do we believe it down here where it counts? How many of us have seeds of doubt in our hearts? You say, wait a minute, Brother Scott, I'm trying to believe. Well, maybe you need to pray like the man in in Mark chapter 9 where Jesus said, if you believe, and he said, Lord, I believe, help thou mine unbelief. Wow, the honesty of it all. Folks, one of the things you and I need to see in the life of a believer is faith. How important faith is. Remember, Hebrews eleven six. 6. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Faith in God, my friends. Faith in God. You say, Brother Scott, i, I got to be honest with you, and I, I don't have that much faith. You want to produce faith in your life? Get into the Bible. Right here. Read the Bible. Read the Word. Read the Bible. Start in the book of John. Read it. And read it every day, and read it over and over again. If you want to build your faith, get into the Word. So then, faith come up by hearing Romans ten seventeen. So then, faith come up by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God, my friend. Get in the Bible, and then listen to the Bible preached. And you say, "Well, I don't read very well." Then get CDs with the Bible on it, or download a Bible app on your phone or on your iPad or something, and listen to the Bible read. I mean, good night. I love to hear Alexander. Sc- I- Um, I don't listen to the Bible read that much, but when I do, when I hear Alexander Scorby read the Bible, boy, it's almost like it's so majestic and it's so powerful. Folks get in to the word of God. You want faith. My friends tonight, number one, we need to be people of prayer, prayer. We need to, we need to pray. Number two, we need to make sure there's nothing hindering our prayers. So we need to be faithful in our prayer. We need to make sure we're asking for the right reasons, the right motives. We need to confess all sin. But then last, we need to believe. Have faith when we pray that God will answer our prayer. Have faith. Have faith. This is not a cure-all magic potion. God may answer your prayers in different ways. Somebody say, well, Brother Scott, I want to see God do this and this and this. There's a lot of things I'd like to see God do, and I haven't seen an answer to prayer yet. Sometimes God says no. Sometimes God says yes. Sometimes God says in another way. Sometimes God says "Uh, you're going to have to wait a little bit. Sometimes God says I got something better for you. I don't know. I know every time my children used to ask for toys, they didn't get it. You know, they got their share. Trust me, they did, you know. Sarah's in here tonight doing the Facebook, and she's going, uh-huh, I got my share, but I didn't get everything, you know. And uh, so, but, uh, but you know, all of our kids got, they didn't get everything they wanted, but they got their share. But folks, what am I saying? When it comes to God, if you're saved, He's your heavenly Father. Go to Him and say, Father, and then confess your sin, whatever it is, praise Him for who He is, and then lay your petitions in front of Him. Let's have faith in God. Call unto me, and I will answer and show the great and mighty things which thou knowest not. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. God is able to do exceeding, abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. You know, the first thing I want you to understand God can do is that He can save any lost sinner. Maybe you're listening to me tonight, and you said, I've heard, heard you talk about prayer and what God can do. Well, the first prayer you need to pray is that prayer of, of of coming to Christ for salvation, admitting your sinfulness, admitting your need of Jesus, and believing on Him and calling out to Him with a repentant heart and faith, asking for salvation and He'll do it. Child of God, if you've got a lost relative, realize God can save any soul. Pray for him. And then you be a witness, and then you live right in front of them. Let's pray tonight. Father, thank you for tonight, your goodness, your blessings. I pray you bless our church family. Bless others that are listening tonight, and I pray your hand to be upon them. Bless the ones that are listening in other states tonight. Bless the ones that are listening in other countries tonight. Bless those that are listening by way of podcast. Bless those who will listen later on. And Father, just Meet the needs that each one has. For we ask in Jesus' name, amen, amen. God bless you tonight. I trust you'll have a great week.